Support for this podcast is provided by Cosmic, a Portland-based agency consisting of technologists, storytellers, and strategists who help nonprofits and B Corps quickly grow revenue and impact. Start growing your mission-driven organization with Cosmic at AmplifyPDX.com. Support for this podcast is also provided by the PDX Executive Assembly, a membership of leaders from Portland companies, led by executives from the Trailblazers, Adidas, Yakima, and more, the Assembly's curated cohorts of executives serve to accelerate leadership development and build a meaningful network of peers, free from press and sales solicitation. Join now at pdxexecutiveassembly.com. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast a show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Everyone, welcome back to the PDX Executive Podcast. If you've been listening, you know this is all about Portland. I love to have local executives on, but from time to time, when someone writes a great book that's relevant no matter who you are, if you're a leader, I like to have them on. So I'm excited to have a Faisal Hawk on the show, uh, zooming in from Connecticut for us. Hey, Faisal, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. I'm going to ask Faisal to give a little overview of him and kind of his work. Uh, he is named one of the top 100 most influential people in technology. He's written several books. Uh, latest book, Lyft, is from Fast Company Press, uh, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So really excited to, to get into it, Faisal. Um, maybe for the folks yeah, don't know you, don't know your work, or sure. uh, I'd love for you to give a little uh, over yourself. Uh, look, I'm a technology entrepreneur. Uh, I've been at it for uh, more than uh, 25 years now. I started in my early 20s uh, now I'm in my uh, early 50s so it's been a it's been a quite the journey I had have had many chapters uh, gone through several ventures uh, uh, my for last five years or so I've been focusing on helping our government meaning federal government mm. uh, with technology and technology investment and other things and uh, right before lift I wrote another book called everything connects uh, uh, that book was about creativity and innovation. Uh, these are all learning from my own journey uh, mm-hmm. and learning from the people that I have worked with. I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of different types of people from all walk, all walks, entrepreneurs to Fortune uh, 50 boardrooms to mm-hmm. now government leaders uh, here in the U.S. as well as in the broad uh, uh, venture back, non-venture back, bootstrap. Uh, I've kind of seen yeah. gamut of things, uh, and then, you know, and then a lift kind of uh, born out of uh, a lot of the changes post pandemic or not post pandemic you know, during pandemic and and uh, the technological revolution that we're seeing and mm-hmm. also some other drivers. So, so that's where we are. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thanks for that context. And I think I would like to get into it. Um, I know the book came out a couple just a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So obviously very current, very relevant. Let's just uh, start. Can you tell us a little bit about just the book and kind of some sure. of the elements that make up, make that up? 
So you know when when I when I looked at uh, when I started thinking about Lyft, uh, this was about uh, 15, 18 months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was thinking about the, the the tremendous change that world has been going through. So, and I just didn't look at it just from a pandemic point of view. That's obviously a big factor. So you look at pandemic and then you see how we have begun to work differently. Uh, do business differently, interact with people differently, both in our family lives and personal life, as well as in professional life. And then you see how technology has been rapidly shifted. Me being a technologist, that's always been, you know, at the forefront of mm-hmm. my thinking. And then, then you look at, uh, you know, how um, because of technology, the world has uh, become a very weird place of all kind of misinformation, regardless which aisle you're at. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whatever your political belief is. Uh, misinformation is is uh, tremendously harmful uh, and and misleading, right? And then then you look at how our climate has changed. You're in 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 uh, you know West Coast, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm in East Coast, but I mean, you've seen how the climate has changed tremendously, right? So you look at those four factors. Um, you know, uh, I kind of looked at from those four factors of change. And it has completely shifted the way we work, uh, the way we play, the way we uh, live, and the way we govern. Uh, you know, and I've got mm-hmm. quite a bit of exposure now working with our government. Uh, so the lift is about from those contexts. And I've kind of divvied up by how do you think as a leader? How do you execute? And then uh, how do you keep at it? Because you yeah. have to constantly reinvent yourself no matter who you are. And you in, in the book, I mean, I think you you call the these intersection of these things the fourth industrial revolution, right? So yeah. let's dive in just maybe one part of that. We won't cover it all today, especially maybe the, the, the misinformation, the politics. That's just like yeah. a lot, but just the way people work. And as a yeah. as a leader, whether you know here in Portland, we're a very mid market uh, town of the type of mm-hmm. companies um, we have do do have some you know some big ones like Nike and Intel, but. It's affecting no matter what size of company you are, right? Sure. So, sure. so love for you to. What's your some of your perspectives and thoughts on on that, and just how the leader how to sure. kind of manage it? Uh, look, I mean, uh, uh, so what? I mean, you you, you talk about mid market, and uh, I was listening uh, to one of your podcasts from one of your previous guests who owns a small uh, renovation company. Mm-hmm. Uh, his example of how he had to kind of rethink. That people are staying home and, and and they want to do different, you know, the home has become like their uh, staycation, you know, right. and so they have to re. So he completely reinvented uh, kind of his his go to market strategy, right? You look at restaurants, uh, you know, some of the restaurants went out of business, but some of them has thrived because they have learned how mm-hmm. to repackage their food for delivery and totally, uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, deployed uh, and 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 uh, uh, dominated online uh, for marketing and and connecting with the customer and and connecting with the delivery folks to deliver it right so so uh, I think that it wouldn't happen uh, uh, if uh, there wasn't this technological enablement aspect of it number one and number two is that. Um, you know, all these things have changed uh, the behavioral pattern of society in general. Yeah. Right? So the idea of that you'll get a uh, estimation 
through a Zoom call from somebody yeah. uh, for a major work. I mean, even, yeah. you wouldn't think about it even for a nanosecond if you're not forced to do it, right? Uh, or let's say I'm not going. I'm 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 going to order from a new restaurant. I've never tried it, but I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, we did like you know takeout, but you, we yeah. used to do takeout from the restaurant we already kind of knew, right? Right. So all these behavioral pattern with the technological stuff had changed, and then you know then uh, one of the things that's near and dear to me is is the um, you know the healthcare space because mm. of, of what has happened. I mean, you know, my mother, um, he, she's older and she lives in a nursing home. So I've kind of gone through this whole, uh, you know, taking care of her through mm. pandemic. And unfortunately, uh, my also my um, my uh, teenage son uh, about a year ago uh, got uh, uh, diagnosed with, with a rare cancer. Mm. Uh, so I've been I've been kind of uh, looking at healthcare uh, from that perspective, and you know, we we have. Uh, we're exploiting technology at the fullest extent, uh, be, you know, whereby a lot of different technology has converged. And yeah. some of the things uh, that are available at our uh, fingertip now wouldn't be available even four or five years ago. So, so all that stuff, uh, it's really, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're Nike or mm-hmm. Intel or whether you're a restaurant owner or you are an individual who are recipient of, of a lot of these things. It has shifted and changed the way we do things. Yeah. Well, first of all, Faisal, Faisal I'm really sorry to hear about your son. Um, Thank you. So, He's I guess. Well, so. Okay. Well, that's really great to hear. I, I, you know, getting back to that, like, it's funny because you mentioned some of these things. Like, you know, I had the episode you listened to of doing these FaceTime to get an yeah. estimate of you know repiping a whole house, which right. is a major yeah. renovation. It's funny how we just adapt so quickly and don't even yeah. think twice about it now. So, yeah. and you know, you're talking about healthcare. I mean, I've like everybody else <laughs> doing these FaceTime visits and, yeah. Yeah. you know, two years ago, what are just like, why, why am I paying for this now? But it's right. really turning out to be so valuable. So what is that doing to like a, the psychology of consumers and maybe uh, leaders? I mean, it's kind of one of those things, not, you just don't look back, but, Sometimes it is important to kind of stop and like, what is this shift doing to us? Just as like uh, people uh, leading other people and companies. Sure. We all have uh, um, uh, adversities, and sometimes we are forced to change, and sometimes mm-hmm. we change, uh, you know, by our own accord, right? So, mm-hmm. but when you when you collectively uh, as a society go through mega change, uh, you know, it's you kind of it's easier to deal with it because you somehow become empathetic to each other because we're all going through the same right. dramatic yeah. kind of uh situation right so mm-hmm. so but you know human beings are 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 enormously adaptive uh, and we, we and the people who you know there have been many many books uh and as you know entrepreneurs are super adaptive uh, the ones that are very successful um, and, and it's been talked about at nauseum, right? Adaptiveness mm-hmm. and, and resiliency, that sort of a thing. Uh, so, so we are, we are wired for change, you know, and, and we are, we, we are, we sometimes don't give ourselves, uh, credit or don't realize how much we can really take on. So, yeah. going back to your, your, you know, comment about my son. So, you know, as I started that project, that's when I, you just went to college. 
Um, you know, and then he came back because of pandemic. Then we find out that, that he has this other situation. And I almost decided not to do this. Then I said, no, I have to do this because this is my way of, of, of keeping it together and fighting mm. back. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and by the way, the, I've made all this, uh, uh, pledge that all the proceeds from any of these, uh, things going to go to my cause, which is now has become cancer research, right? So, okay, so, 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 you know, it's, 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 we as human beings are adaptive and very quickly can change, but often enough, we don't change because we're not forced to change. So right. that becomes too late <laughs> yeah. and too late, yeah. right? Yeah. When you're forced to change, you know, it, it, we are actually, we, we, we thrive, right? So yeah. uh, we ser- if we somehow manage to survive the changes, we have a potential to thrive. And I'm, I'm the ever optimist. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of look at things from that point of view. Yeah, well, I love that. I mean, I, I'm an optimist too. It is, I do, you know, I've said this on the podcast before. I think sometimes catch myself just like, just take a deep breath of how much, you know, from my kindergartner sitting in front of a screen. I'm just yeah. like, what are we doing? But um, I think, you know, we we do adapt so quickly. Yeah. So, you know, not not to like steer the conversation away from things too much, but I am, you, you know, you're an entrepreneur. I think we're at this interesting inflection point of the, uh, the economy. Uh, we're kind yeah. of yeah. putting some brakes on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious with all this transformation and the work you do with the government and obviously uh, other companies, what's your kind of thoughts? What does that mean in terms of transformation that we're trying to cool the brakes on the economy right now and some of the ramifications that might have for, for the work you're doing? So look, I mean, uh, you know, it's a cycle. Uh, we go through this cycle every few years. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just part of the game. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen this and, you know, I mean, um, uh, right, you know, when I, you know, my, my first break, you know, my first break, meaning, you know, the, the seeing this kind of thing was when Internet Bubble burst, uh, which was 90s. And that's actually, that's when I wrote my first book, arguing that all this technological stuff is going to go to the dust and if we don't get our business model right. And then mm-hmm. we've seen this in uh, 08, 09, you know, 10 and a different type of a thing. And now we're in a different cycle. And there are a lot of elements that are going on uh, globally, locally. And, you know, and the fact is that uh, the effect of pandemic, it, I think it was just catching on. And then you got this, this, this uh, global unrest with different parts of the world, with different wars and whatnot. That mm-hmm. obviously plays a role. And then you got yeah. supply chain issues. So these are, these are a lot of unrest and uncertainty that has a direct impact on, on economy. Yeah. Um, but um, just like during pandemic, when things dramatically slow down, uh, innovative people, creative people found a way and thrived, right? So, so um, any downturn will create that. By the way, when, when I started my career, um, this was like, you know, 19, 1980, 89, 88, 89 time okay. period, right? Uh, and... Uh, it was it was a it was a very bad time I and mean, yeah. there was no jobs or anything. So what I did, I came up with a you uh, know software product, and I didn't send my resume. I sent out my demo. This this was really the days of disk, a floppy yeah. disk. Thing <laughs> yeah. myself. I sent out this di- disk, and that's how I got six job offers. Right. So wow. so animated people, and I was you know I was a kid. I was you know in 
I was in college, right? So, yeah. so innovative people will always find a way to 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 create something out of nothing. So a recent personal uh, example, you know, we talked about the lift and whatnot. Because of my personal situation, I have I I I it it sparked a a, a new chapter in myself where I said I want to take all my content. And all the learning I have done, and I'm going to translate this in educational program, and I'm just going to give it away uh, for for collecting revenue to give to my charities, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have done that if if I did if I didn't face that, right? So mm. so adversity also creates opportunity to make an impact, uh, whether that's personal financial impact or that's a impact to do good for others. It, it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter, and every time. Whenever I have faced adversity, you know there, there's a there's a new light that if you're aware of it, if you're tuned to it, uh, that can spark that light, and you can actually do some good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good mindset to kind of remember, folks, and specifically whether you're it's for your yourself personally or you know within your own company, because I, you know, I don't think it's going to be a major downturn, but where we are, I mean, there's going to be. A lot of opportunity. Unfortunately, some it's going to be hard times for some businesses that yep. uh, were just kind of maybe propped up the past few years. So hopefully, yes. uh, that's not a lot of companies here locally. But um, yeah, you, you mentioned diversity and that mindset and opportunity. You think the last downturn, some of the the companies that really changed, like Uber, you know, yeah. was built out of. Yeah. the financial crisis, right? So I think yeah. that I'm excited for that. I mean, I, I do yeah. am empathetic for the pain that it might cause some uh, folks here. So yeah. I'm, uh, that's what we're all we're worried about. Um, and kind of to go off that, the, the labor market, you know, I talk to executives all day here locally and it's still so tough. I talked yeah. to a head of HR from a local organization today yeah. and she was telling me, they have 166, this is, you know, a smaller organization, 166 jobs they're recruiting for. Their, uh, their lead talent person just quit. And then their senior recruiter just uh, laughed for other opportunities in the past couple of days. And it's just so hard. So what's, what's kind of your view on that? And is it going to level out? And we all hear about, especially in tech, just the craziness. Yeah. That, I- yeah. I I think that you know it's a twofold, right? So one thing is that I don't I don't think that this this the things that we have gotten used to working remotely and mm-hmm. and and you know the flexibility and and people I don't think you can completely take away that. Uh, I, I actually it's funny you're talking about this because uh, one of the one of the blogs I, I wrote, wrote uh, a couple of weeks ago it's actually adaptation from Lyft. Arguing the fact that you know there's there's a you know it's like a it's like a um, there's a balance right so so you know there's a you know I'm a, I'm a big student of of uh, of um, you know uh, Eastern philosophy and there's a saying when when you when you when you have a string that's stretched too hard on a on a on a on a, uh, a guitar or, or a sitar actually uh, what happens is that it breaks. Or when it's too loose, uh, it doesn't make music, right? So, so you have to be finely balanced. And what I mean by that is that the companies cannot just all of a sudden go back to pre-pandemic, nor they can say, well, let's just be like how it was in pre, you know, during the pandemic, because there are a lot of downfalls uh, right. when you're talking about, about uh, you know, during pandemic. So, for example, that 
when you have no face-to-face interaction and people aren't gathering together, especially the younger generation doesn't get to learn from the people who are experienced. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the you talk about the team building thing, and you can have coffee over Zoom as much as you want, but, you know, there's nothing like uh, breaking bread uh, as a team yeah. uh, once in a while, right? And and so so those human element at, uh, elements, it, it, you, you have to have it. So, so you kind of have to create the balance, uh, you know, giving the flexibility, but also maybe you don't go to work, uh, you know, five days a week. Right. Maybe you go to work maybe uh, two days a week or three days a week. The rest of the time you work from home, whatever, right? So whatever works. And, and it, will, it will vary from business type to business type. I mean, you know, if you're working in a plant, it's hard to do that from yeah. home, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, but I think, you know, the, uh, but it will level out because especially also as, as uh, from a, from a um, you know, from a hiring perspective, as the economy gets worse, more, less and less all companies are going to hire and you'll have a uh, all of a sudden a resource, uh, in, you know, uh, a, a overflow. Um, mm-hmm. So it will reverse, right? So, mm-hmm. so, uh, but regardless, you know, your best people always have opportunity, right? So to, to have, the question is, how do you keep those best people uh, versus, uh, you know, just having people? Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, my favorite. Uh, there's a leader here in town from a, a company. She says, you know, right now it's the seller's market, right? But it always switches back to buyer's market. And that balance, because what frustrates me a little bit, if you're, you know, you see online about the remote work thing, like I'm with you, I'm, we're similar generations. So I'm very much the benefits of uh, in-person work. But of course, you know, flexibility is, is key. No one wants to go back to the office five days a week. I don't care who you are, (laughs) but, um, there is this whole industry popping up around. Like if you don't make remote work permanent for employees, you're not, you're not valuing employees. And, and that frustrates me because I don't know how true that is. And it's almost like there's a, a lot of that in the, the LinkedIn I say the LinkedIn sphere and Twitter sphere, but uh, I think a lot, like you said, is going to have to do with how the economy plays out, right? So we'll yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, and then yeah. I, I think I think there's a balance. Yeah, you can't you can't go. Um, you know, you can't just you know, and it takes a different kind of look. I've I've, I've worked with the global workforce pretty much my entire yeah uh, career, especially being in the in the tech industry, right? So uh, tech industry, you know, tends to have more these, you know, uh, cross, uh, you know, cross uh, border workforce. Uh, and so I've dealt with it in my entire career. There mm-hmm. is a, uh, people who are used to do that. Uh, as a leader, you, you, you tend to have better opportunity to, to manage these, these remote uh, kind of workforce. But it right. does take different kind of uh, leadership skills and mindset than you would have otherwise. Right. So I mean, how you motivate them, how you track them. Uh, like, for example, not because of the pandemic. I don't remember when I know ne- when I, I mean, when I never had the, that, like the first morning hour, which is usually between, uh, you know, 530 and, and 930, depending on yeah. the time zone, had a, like a, my, my team leads call. I've mm. had probably 15 years, 20 years I've had that. So, mm-hmm. so, so if you don't have that, like that daily touch point, and it's not like a two hour meeting, it's mm-hmm. just like a 15, 20 minutes 
just highlight whatever the big issues are. Those kind of so it's a different kind of leadership skill versus right. oh I didn't see you. Where are you today? I mean, it's 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 yeah, just just different style of working. Yeah, and and to drill down on a couple of those, uh, what are like you said, the mindset is a big part of it. Like, what would you for leaders that are you know maybe struggling with that, who are used to that in person, that kind of interaction, managing their teams, who haven't done it before, like you've been doing for so long, and in different industries, what would be like a you know, one or I hate to say top two. I hate to top well, top two list, but uh, I don't know one or two that's important. I, I think that you know you you have to first start thinking about where the world is today. Uh, mm -hmm. The first, I mean, it doesn't matter how big or small your organization is, and I've been part of like very small organization with like ten people, and mm -hmm. I've been now being part working part of organization where there are literally two million employees, right? So, right. So so. Um, the way you have to look at this is that, um, you know, the way the world is today is that, you know, nothing is anymore where everybody works for the same organization, right? So, so what that means is that you're assembling a team that are coming from different, uh, uh, companies, different skill set, a different background, uh, different mindset, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it's like, uh, Making a film or become a or you know mm. a, a mm -hmm. conductor mm -hmm. where you're mm -hmm. bringing a celloist and a, and a guitarist or or you're bringing a lead actor and you've got your cameraman whatever but they don't really work for the same company right so right. if you think from that point of view then they become your colleagues right yeah they're not your employees they're your colleagues once you have that mindset you treat them completely differently because all you care about is not the man or the woman works for me. Why hasn't he or he or she hasn't done this? It's like okay, well they're supposed to do this. Where is the contribution? It mm -hmm. becomes about the managing the the work, not the people, right? Mm -hmm. You have to manage the work, not the people, right? So mm -hmm. it's about the output, not managing the people. Meaning, where were you? I didn't see you online. Yeah, you know, I mean, blah blah blah. I mean that that is just a that's just a major uh, productivity killer, right? So that's number one, right? And whether yeah. that's remote or whether that's uh, physical, it doesn't matter, right? So that's one. Second is that, um, you know, and we are increasingly, uh, every field is creative, uh, whether it's food or whether it's renovation or whether it's coming mm. up with new technology product or, or um, managing a government workforce, uh, it's all, it's very much driven by creativity and innovation. A creativity and innovation requires, uh, you know, I'm going to use this, uh, you know, I mean, it is becoming more of a business term, but not, not maybe a, a natural vocabulary. You have to be very mindful, you know, and you have to get very mindful about every moment of the interaction with people that you're, you're interacting with it because only through mindfulness comes empathy. And mm. you cannot be, you cannot drive the best out of any people if it's not driven from empathy. Not everybody, every hour is fully high performance. You know, it doesn't work that way. You have a down day. It's not doing it today. You have to be very aware of that as a leader and encourage them when they're having a down day and whatnot. That requires conscious effort to practice mindfulness and by, you know, practice empathy. 
And the third thing is you have to kind of put place system. Uh, you know, so so by system, I don't mean just software system, a process and 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 some automation, you know, since we are in the uh, world where everything is a bit driven by technology. And you have to put a system, otherwise you can't scale. So for example, when I'm saying, um, you know, managing the work, I can't imagine the amount of, you know, the projects that I'm working on with very different area, uh, you know, and I've got a very diverse interest. Uh, right. I don't know how would I do it if I didn't have system in place, right? So yeah. I'm not like picking up the phone and calling people up and asking them <laughs> to send me email. That would be a total disaster, right? So you have to yeah. play, put in a system and that makes all those things different. So it's a combination of those three things that makes a huge difference. I mean, I think you not, I mean, that resonates so much and I'm fascinated. And before we end here, just, you know, you mentioned the creative industry, that's always been the way they work, right? They come together as a project yeah. and, and that even in, when you talk about some, uh, in the industry trades too, whether yeah. it's the plumbers or things, that's the same yeah. thing. And, yeah. you know, I'm fascinated as corporate America kind of goes towards that model, yeah. uh, how that is going to change. Like my son who's seven years old, yeah. uh, that hope i hope that that's kind of going to be the model uh, and you're yeah. starting to see it a little bit but uh it, it, well, I mean, a, you know, yeah the, the economic uh the data shows that because there is there's more and more all these uh free agents and freelancers mm -hmm. in every mm -hmm. field right i mean whether mm -hmm. and so uh what that tells you is that people likes to be independent and they like to work on projects and by the way the most talented ones have so much work and they 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 want to work on different things. It is very difficult to recruit them part of your own company, right? right. So so so, yeah. so uh, I think you know. I mean, uh, if you look at our federal government, federal government works from you know they have government employee, but most of the work is done by many types of contractors, yeah. large contractors, but also you know independent, um, you know very high performing contributors that that. That contributes, right? And, mm -hmm. and then if you look at uh, uh, entrepreneurial companies, all entrepreneurial companies, you talk about the mid market. I mean, mid market, uh, you know, thrives on teaming up with other smaller companies to to grow their organization. They focus on their core competency, but they maybe will hire a digital agency for their marketing, or they will hire a product developer to develop mm -hmm. the product or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So. So, so I think that's becoming more and more uh, part of the the large company uh, DNA because yeah. it won't it won't happen any other way. I mean, just yeah, it. yeah. And we should have maybe a follow up conversation one of these days about how that's structured because obviously there's the agencies that bring people yeah. together, but the rise of I hate this term, but I, ha I don't know what how else to say it. The, you know, your personal brand as a free agent to attract some of that yeah. uh, with stuff we're doing like right now, podcasts yeah, and you sure. writing books. So yeah. that that could be a part two of this, Faisal. But yeah. for, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find more about you, your work, the book? I think the best place to go is my website. Uh, and okay. obviously you can find me on social media, meaning you know, if you go on yeah. LinkedIn or you go on Twitter, you'll find me. But uh, if you go to my personal website, which is fivealhawk.com, uh, you will find all sorts of things. There's tons of articles I've written over the years. Uh, there are, you know, educational videos, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, the books. I, I actually made one of my book uh, completely free downloadable, which I oh, wrote uh, somewhere in between Everything Connects and Lift, which is called Survive to Thrive. 
Um, I think that could be very interesting, especially in downturn, because we interview nine, uh, uh, you know, uh, people from different walks of the world, uh, you know, investor, entrepreneur, uh, corporate executive, uh, a solo solo entrepreneur who happens to be mm-hmm. a, a mom, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that could be interesting. So you find all those resources and, you know, everybody's welcome to take it. If that makes one ounce of difference in their lives, nothing will make me happy. That's great. Well, again, Faisal, thanks so much for, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of That Cast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.